Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The noon hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this, is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey guys, what's happening? Hey, welcome on in. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all well. Thanks for making us part of your day. It is a Friday, hands, and we are out and about today. Come on by, hang out with us here at MPS. What do you think, bud? This is much more larger and expansive than I ever thought imaginable. This place is monstrous. It's hard to wrap your brain around. It really is. It really is. And... So we're in the industrial location of NPS. You've got the grocery store and the shopping area that's just across the street from the industrial. So this is one of four locations, Scotty. Yeah. So so you get your kind of first take of NPS because I'd never heard of NPS before I started advertising with them and then came out to remote and then my eyes were open to the world of savings. Not just on betting or coming over and buying some car tires over here. Yeah, yeah. You can buy car tires. You can buy truck tires. But also on the grocery portion. So last time we were on, the two times that we've been at NPS, you've been on location broadcast. I know. Uh, Maybe in Laramie or wherever you were. Take your pick. Take your pick. And over across the street at the grocery store, that's where we're getting the box of zingers for a buck. That's where you had... The carton of raspberries? Yes. For a dollar? The guy went and took, and now he's turned them into smoothies. That was the bananas. All bananas. Okay. That was a crate of bananas, a full box. Probably had 120 bananas in it, $4.50. And the guy from the smoothie company came in and bought like eight boxes and hauled them off because he, he chops them and freezes them and then yep. throws them in his smoothies down at the mall. But NPS is something that... Most people that I know probably haven't heard of. But as you can see, most people I don't know have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> this place is packed. It is. It is. Uh, it's, it's very popular because they're always, bringing, they're always bringing new items onto the floor. So you have to come often to be able to find you know, what they're putting out on the floor. We were just looking at these DeWalt drills. Yeah. They've got... Power tools and DeWalt tools, and the prices on these things are just incredible. So it's fun, man. I'm glad you're finally getting a chance to come down and see this. Well, the one thing that that jumped out to me really quickly in walking through here is that there's a lot of stuff here that I need, and there's a lot of stuff here that I didn't know that I need, but I need now. But you need now. Yeah. And so... I'm with you. So, yeah, we'll probably, by the the time 4 o'clock runs around, I'll probably have done some damage here. Yeah. I uh, just saw some kettlebells. Some weight kettlebells yeah. that I'm going to be going home with. It's those kinds of things. You come in. The industrial location that Scotty and I are in, it's just got everything you didn't know you needed. Yeah. And everything maybe you thought you needed but couldn't afford. Yep. Come down and check it out. Now's the time to come by and let's go. Let's, uh, let's get you squared away. And we'd love for you to stop by and say hi. 
We are at NPS. Um, really easy to find, actually, if you just punch it into your uh, GPS on your phone. 1600 Empire Road. That's 1600 Empire Road in Salt Lake City. And again, you've got the west and the east side of Empire Road. On the west side is the industrial location, Scotty and I are. Yep. The east side of Empire Road, you've got the grocery store and the shopping area. That's where the bedding is, and that's where the electronics are, TVs. That's where the shoes are. So you can find that stuff there. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it's fun. Lloyd, you need to come on down here. Now Lloyd's got to see it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to. You know, I might make it up, uh, down there after the show. Hey, come on down. This your kind of place. You say they got Lloyd. some ding dongs. They still got some ding dongs. Ding zingers, zingers, or zingers, they, whichever. I'm sure they got, they got some of those too. too. They yeah. literally have the, everything. Those are across the street. We might need to send our guy across the street because I came down here anticipating zingers. I'm not going to lie to you. And the grocery stores across the street. I mean, does that's it really good, matter what I actually say? Don't they have? Because don't they pretty much have it? Yeah, you name it, uh, Lloyd. You can't even really, until Scotty walked in and saw how much stuff they have and how big this is, It's you can't really comprehend it. No. And again, family-owned since the 1960s, they just buy overstock stuff or unclaimed items, and they've been doing it since the 60s. And then they put it on their warehouse floor, and they put between you know 30 to 70% off, and... And they and they absolutely get the stuff off the floor yeah. as quick as they can. Yeah. They, that's how they drop their prices and move so much stuff out of these warehouses. No, it's really cool to come down, to hang out with us. We'll be here until three o'clock. Hans and Scotty, ninety-seven five, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, let's get to it. Time for your starting lineup right here on the Zone. This is Hans and Scotty G. Let's go. Up is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. 5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a good Friday, end of the week. We're down here at MPS. Come on by and hang out. Every time I see the Jazz win, I'm throwing back to the year 2000. An and angel the, loses its wings. And the oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Oh, man. And, okay, you know what, though? <laughs> Were you not entertained? I was extremely It was an entertaining game. It's like, you know what? We just got to stop. It's just fun. Just, uh, we just got to enjoy it, I guess. Yeah, I'm, well, uh, I'm done counting games. We'll be annoyed in June at the draft, but let's just enjoy the run. I really I, am. I, last night, I'm like, at the end of the game, I'm like, that was fun. And I'm like, oh, man, they won again. Would it have been as fun if... Walker Kessler didn't block the shot. Would it have been a fun as fun if Lowry Markinen didn't go crazy in the fourth and OT? Yeah. Would it have been as much fun if the, if in overtime instead of the block and the win you have? And I can't remember if it was Gil. I can't remember who, who took the shot and, and missed it. But anyways, um, if you would have lost that game in overtime, would it have been as fun? No. I don't think so either. No, they would not have. The Jazz getting the win made the difference. And Lowry Markinen, 18 points in the fourth quarter. Six points in overtime. He had 23 points between the fourth quarter and the short no-T period. And it's not like he had four points going into the fourth quarter. He ends up with 44 for the game. He had 44 in the game. Was it 40, 44, 43, or 44? Sure. Right in there. Plus 40. Let's just say that. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Lowry Markkinen is remarkable. And the way the game started, you're just talking about entertainment, Scotty? Yeah. The way the game started, rotating Walker Kessler out to the near corner three and him hitting a knockdown was spectacular. And you saw the smile on his face, and you knew it was a big moment. Yeah. By the way, do you hear, uh, you hear the comments afterwards from the coaching staff? From Will Hardy? Yeah. In fact, I've got him here. This is from Coach Hardy. He said, I'm going to, and he kind of jumped in before anybody could ask any questions about it. I'm going to steal at least three or four of your guys' questions. Yes, the first play was designed for Walker to shoot a three. Yes, he bullied me in at All Star Weekend when he made the three in the skills competition. And yes, I'm very happy that it went in, even though I think we created a monster. And then we created a monster. Yep. (laughs) 
You did. You're creating a monster with Walker Kessler. I can just see that, too, because I can see you at BYU, and I'm sure you probably want to be like, hey, look, put me in an offense. I want to be a lead blocker. I don't know. I'm sure there, you okay. have some story there. Okay. Senior season, spring football. I knew the spring was coming up. Lance Reynolds was in charge of field goals yeah. and extra points. I told Lance, my whole dream, my whole life is to have one extra point attempt. Can I have an extra point? Yes. Oh, Can I okay. have an extra point attempt in the spring game? That was my goal. I was a senior. I'd put my time in. I'd five years in the program. I wanted to kick an extra point. That's it. He gave it to me. We have not. I've not heard this story. I got to attempt. You an extra attempted point. an extra point yes. in a spring game. Yes. Okay. All right, Lloyd. Lloyd, we. Do you know the outcome of this? Have you heard this story before? Uh, I knew that he did. I do not recall the outcome. I'll be honest, but I do knew do know that he, have you he told attempted. This? And I apologize if I forgot. Mind you, I am a toe puncher. I'm going <laughs> to say this is where the toe punching came. That's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's starting to come back puncher. to me a little bit. <laughs> toe toe punch. Um, toe punch. Uh, Good pull, Scotty. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say he missed it. I made it. Yeah, it was the ugliest make yep. you'll ever see in extra point history but it shimmied over the right corner of the uprights and how, when high, I, how high maybe three feet over okay well you got it that and high it, three feet over the upright oh and wait, wait sorry sarah I was, I was thinking of the post i got you no i got you three okay, feet okay. over the upright and maybe four three or four feet from hitting the right side upright who was a holder? Do you remember? I don't. I think it was Charlie Peterson, though. About Lace, 90%. Were laces in or were laces out? Charlie would have had a good time with it. Uh, really good time. Charlie's one of the one of the best dudes out there. And I was thrilled to take it. Yeah. And so you're 100% right. It's exactly what it is. Walker Kessler comes out of that all-star, the skills competition. And I talked about this on Tuesday when we came back from President's Day weekend. My favorite part of the entire All-Star Weekend was the three-point contest, but right before the three-point contest was the skills competition. In that skills competition, they ran a lateral movement, they ran a passing drill, and then they had all three, Sexton, Kessler, and why am I forgetting the other participant? Who was the other, Lloyd, who was the other participant? It was Sexton... Walker Kessler and Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, nobody, to start the shooting, nobody was hitting. Walker Kessler rotated out just above the break, I think. So just about a wing three. Sexton fired it over to him, and he just dropped it. And it was like, oh, and then it heated the shooting up, and that's what helped them actually win that skills contest. So after that, Walker Kessler goes over to coach, and he's like, hey, 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 get serious. Did you see that? And Coach Hardy's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. And Coach Hardy mentioned it at that point. He said, and, and Walker said, hey, get me a shot when we open up against OKC. And Coach Hardy mentioned at that point said, we will. Apparently, Walker had forgotten about it until shoot-around. And all of a sudden, Coach Hardy starts designing this rotation to get Kessler on the outside for a knockdown three. I don't know if he had complete faith that Kessler would hit it. I'm sure he had tons of hope that he would hit it. But now that he ran it and he hit it, it's just an interesting experiment. Well, and now teams are going to have to spend time in practice preparing for this because you never know when the Jazz are going to go to it. You're not joking, right? I started to joke, but the more I think about it, it might be true. It is going to be a piece that they will work on. I just want, I just want like fourth quarter tie game. Five seconds left, run that set, and let Walker let it, let it fly. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> game seven. All right, now you ran it the first play of the game. Now yeah. I want it ran on the last play of the game. I got to tell you, though, this isn't like the uh, reverse end-around throwback to the QB. You know, this is something that could hit a little bit more often. You, you know, you don't want to hold that in your pocket for too long. You may want to throw that out there two or three times yeah. a game. Look, you know what? I designed a really good play for my flag football team. You broke it down. I'm waiting for Aaron Roderick to install it, I'm, I'm, you know, at any time. It's going to happen. Nobody runs a option reverse An pass. option out of a reverse? Come on. 
That's high quality <laughs> stuff right there. That went for a touchdown. It did. I, I, I did go through and analyze it, and it was the blocking of the whiteout. Yes. That led to the touchdown. That redheaded fifth grader out there, don't lead blocking. Know, don't know what you were doing with an, an interior offensive lineman at wideout, but <laughs> hey, it worked. Hey, look, if I'm going to coach, my kid's going to get some time at wide receiver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He went through the proper channels to be designated as eligible. Hey, look, there's got to be when you're when you're coaching a team, and I know everybody complains about favoritism from from the uh, dad. You're damn right there is. Yep. Because if I'm going to go to all that time and effort to coach, then I'm going to get my kids some opportunities. Just how it's going to be. Goal line, you name it. We're going to have some fun. Well, Kessler knocks down the three, and he kind of starts the night with some excitement. And then the overtime was just a lot of fun. Yeah. You know to how you kind of open the show. It was it was fun. Yeah, it does. It plays in my head every time they win. Oops, I did it again. And I'm thinking, I can't believe they continue to win. They may be a play-in team. I think there's a strong possibility. Yeah, based off of what you and I have gone through in the remaining schedule, they may be a play-in team unless and it's. They tried yesterday. You know, they, they're, yeah. they're starting to sit some guys. You know, they're blaming it on injury. They're not exactly putting rest out there, whether it's injury or not. I don't know, but they're sitting some guys. Walker Kessler is going to get hit with the rotation and sitting at some point in, in the next 19, the remaining 19 games. But I do, I do have fun watching this team still, even after the trade deadline. It's it's gonna and that's the thing. I, I just resign myself. Just let's just enjoy the ride. Don't get too cranky about losses. Who are you gonna get at number five, number six that you can't get at number nine? I mean, let's just be honest. You got a lot of draft capital you can move up. You're not get look, you're not getting Victor or Scoot anyway. And I mean that, that, that ship has sailed. So you know what? If you if there's somebody at five you really love and you're ended up at nine, you got enough ammunition you can probably move up to that spot anyway so let these guys develop learn how to win and off you go because right now this team just looks like they're everything look i don't want to i don't know about you but like my dad who's i don't know i'll be careful here he's probably listening but like my dad's in his early 80s he doesn't watch the nba anymore he is the guy that does not like the NBA because of all the stereotypes out there about the National Basketball Association. Number one, they don't think they play defense. They don't try hard. Uh, the the load management, yeah. all of that stuff that people don't like about the NBA, that the old school guys don't like. That's my dad, right? And my dad watches a ton of sports, watches a ton of college football, uh, college basketball, NFL. But he, over the last three or four years, will not watch any NBA games. Because and the Donovan, uh, you know, the Rudy Gobert, that era of team kind of wore on him a little bit. And he's like, this isn't a fun team to watch. And I keep telling him, you got to watch this Jazz team because they're fun. Everything that you don't like about the NBA right now, the Jazz are the anti-version of that. That they, is really true. They play hard. They have fun. They it's entertaining. Defense. They play defense, or at least they try to play defense. Right. The hustle is there. Like everything that you don't, that people stereotypically don't like about the NBA, the Jazz do, and they do very well. Now, granted, are they the most talented team out there? Obviously not. Are they going to be a playoff team? Maybe in a play-in. They're not going to win a ton of games, but you can't tell me. And and around the NBA, NBA writers make fun of this all the time. Like everybody loves watching the Jazz because you don't know what's going to happen. It'll probably be a crazy finish, and you're going to be entertained. And so by that rationale, you should be watching the Jazz. You should be enjoying it. And we just need to sit back and quit complaining about winning games and just going out there and enjoying the enjoy the process. With that being said, stop winning games. But stop winning games. <laughs> yeah. I loved watching Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Yep. For those of you that haven't had an opportunity to watch Shai Gilgis Alexander, he is a scoring machine, so aggressive at the rim. In fact, let me look and see how many free throws did he have last night. I know it felt like it slowed the game down, but I was watching him manipulate wow. and get to the line. I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was 15 of 19. So he was at the line 19 times? 19 times last night. Watching him draw guys into him, watching him draw the fouls, just 
forcing guys to be late, all the things that these guys get so creative at to get to the line. And I know it slows the game down, but I love guys that can get to the line. Yeah. For instance, um, how, how many times did Larry Markkinen get to the line last night? Uh, Markkinen, free throw line, he was 10 of 10, 10 times. So, great job. 100% the free throw line. And that ended up icing it, winning the game for him. But I love guys that can get the line. It, it speaks to their their aggression and yeah. their intelligence. And, you know, it, it, Lowry wasn't hitting from the outside. So, what did Lowry do? Started getting aggressive at the lane. Started getting to the line. Started knocking down free throws. Started to feel like his range was a little bit. But ended up really winning it by hitting the free throw line. Yeah. So... I like the intelligence. I love this team, man. I still love the NBA. It's Oh, I do too. It is it is still electric. And I know a lot of people are quitting on it and giving up on it for a multitude of reasons. Like Scotty said, this Jazz team is just different. Yeah. Even without Mike Conley, who was the king of shutting out the noise, and just playing basketball. It's one of the things I'll miss the most about him. But it feels like Larry Markkinen is that leader. So it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out with Markkinen because, let's be honest here, right now he's scoring a bunch of points because somebody has to score the points, right? Right. So when you couple him with, let's say the Jazz are able to get a superstar, how does... How does that couple I, there? I'm glad that you asked that question because I saw this last night. Because I was, I had some issues with Jordan Clarkson in the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell era. Yeah. Because I felt like he took too many liberties. And I watched Jordan Clarkson now pick and choose his spots. And I don't know if that's a hardy influence or if that's jo- Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. But... I kind of feel like Larry Markkinen is the type of individual that's going to do the best for the team. I didn't think Jordan Clarkson was that, but as I've watched Jordan Clarkson's assists skyrocket and his shots level out, it tells me Jordan Clarkson's willing to be a teammate. He's yeah. willing to reduce his shots. And, and so I think there could be a bad personality. There could be a bad egg that comes in and sours the group. I that's a possibility across the board. But I think Will Hardy is doing a good job of setting the standard. So when somebody does show up, they're like, oh, you're Jordan Clarkson, man. You're the gunner. You're the running and gunner. So what happened with your assists? Oh, yeah, what I did is I started doing this and this and finding my shots and helping my teammates. Yeah. So what we need and what we can do, we want to get you your shots because you are who you are, but this is how it's going to work in the Hardy system. So I've already seen... From Quinn Snyder to Coach Hardy talking about Jordan Clarkson, some real change that makes me believe that whatever gunner they bring in may listen. Well, uh, you know, I go back, and this shows you how long I've been doing this, but I go to that year where Jerry Sloan should have won the Coach of the Year honors, and it's post-John, it's post-Carl, that first year that they leave, and that roster is decimated. I mean, there's nobody on that roster outside of Andre Karolinko and A.K., uh, takes over that team. He's the guy. He's the uh, he's the star. He's the point guy. I mean, he has to do everything. And because of that, then he gets rewarded with this max contract. Well, then the Jazz add Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer and Mehmet Okur, and AK can never quite figure out how to mesh after that because he was the guy, and then he wasn't the guy, but still an important player, and to the point when he starts crying before a playoff game in Houston because of... In his mind, I'm getting all this money. I know I need to be a contributor. I just don't know how to do it. And it's a weird place for a player to be in. I don't think that's going to happen with Laurie Markkinen, but I, I do. I will. That is going to be an interesting storyline if the Jazz can add a lot more firepower. All right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We are live here at NPS. Hans, this place is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so much stuff going on here. So many things to break down and talk about. And uh, a lot to uh, really get fired up about. And excited to bring Tammy, who is the manager over here at the industrial location, on with us. Tammy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, uh, this is Scotty's first time out wow. here checking this, out NPS. This place is incredible. Amazing, it isn't is. it? Mm-hmm. 
So what goes into managing a place like this? This has got to be... <laughs> you have to love it, yeah. which I do, and everybody who works here just absolutely loves it. Yeah. It's like Christmas every day. It is. It's incredible. And Scotty and I just walked around, and you know, we get caught with the flashy items like the DeWalt hand, right. hand tools mm-hmm. and the drills and the drill bits. And, and then you look at the price. Help people understand how you're able to attach a 30 or 70% discount on these items that are on your shelves. Well, our whole um, you know, process is uh, we are an unclaimed uh, store. And so um, we price things from 30 to 70% off. And then on top of that, we have a great in-store discount as well. And uh, I've got a lot more stuff to bring out. So we want people to come in, buy it, so I can bring more stuff out. So the more stuff moves, the more stuff you have ready to go on the floor. And, that's right. Uh, and, you know, that's the other thing, too. I think people, and you can tell you have a lot of regulars here coming by every day because they're never quite sure what's going to be out on the floor every it's day. It's Christmas every day. It's, <laughs> I was told it's like Disneyland. Well, and the, the other thing, too, is there's a lot of people out there that need certain items for their house or need, you know, need that cordless drill, that 18-volt cordless drill, and they're like, I can't drop $200 at, you know, the big box store for something like that. You come on down here, you get the tools and the things you need for your home to run smoothly. Tires, you got a great tire selection as oh, well, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, where you can save people hundreds and thousands of dollars. That's I was, right. I was just looking at this, and we still probably have into early July, maybe mid-July for our skiing season. Don't you think, Scotty? Yeah. We're probably yep. going to go into July on it. Look at, they've got full sets of skis, they've got snowboards, they've got poles, they've got all kinds of winter sports gear here at the industrial location. I know that you guys are just stocked with all kinds of good stuff. We just want people to come out and check it out, Tim. Yeah, come come by and see us. Look at all the good things that we have here. We have the household furniture and area rugs. We have bargain clothing for $3 each. Wow. So we have a lot of great things going on here. And people need to understand, it's all new. It's in the packaging. It's in the boxes. This is overstocked. It was unclaimed merchandise. It was bought by the family, brought into these warehouses. And as Tammy mentioned, we're just waiting for you to move this stuff off the floor because there's stocks of stuff to bring back out on the floor. Come on by here, 1600 Empire Road here in Salt Lake City. It is NPS, the industrial store location. Tammy, thank you. Thanks, thank Tammy. You. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined right now by Shayon J. Raja, National College football writer for CBS Sports. We saw something last week that had BYU, the numbers showing last place. Please tell us it's not true. I would not bet on BYU to finish last. I think that this is a program that understands what they're getting themselves into. I think that despite some of the struggles of this past season, BYU's done a really good job of recruiting and identifying talent and developing. And I expect them to once again be a really competitive program. Now, I will say, there's not an obvious team that's going to finish at the bottom of the Big 12. That will be the one tough thing for these four teams that are joining the Big 12 is that there will be no easy outs any given week. But I would definitely not pick BYU as my first pick to finish at the bottom of the conference. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. 
Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. One of our best listeners, Officer Tony Brown, stopping by, giving us some donuts. I love that, man. I honestly, there are a few people that I know that I have a higher regard for more than Tony Brown. He is the best Officer Brown out there, serving and protecting Scotty and I definitely Back in our boys out there in the law enforcement, we appreciate all the work that they put out there. And don't and don't think he wouldn't come down on us if we screwed up, because he's already told me, had he pulled me over for some of my indiscretions in the past, I would have been in the... You were in trouble. I was in trouble, yeah. yeah. And, and he said the same with Lloyd. He knows that I've got a clean record, but he, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't yeah. take it. You're just not as forthcoming as we are. <laughs> Better at hiding it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he did just deliver some of Scotty and I's favorite donuts. It happens to be a Bavarian cream filled and a couple of maple bars. So we'll see what happens here in the next minute or so. We'll see if we get through this segment together. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. I want to do a ride along. The show, Hans and Scotty and Lloyd all in Officer Brown's car on a ride along. If you could ride along, what violation are you looking for? Are you looking for, because I would like to just drive along and look at all the distracted drivers and just pop the lights on them, not pull them over. I watched a lady, cell phone and a burrito. No. Driving with her knee. In the snow, I'm sure. In the snow. Cell phone, burrito, driving with the knee. And And I pulled up, I'm like, okay, I've done one or the other. At the same time, I don't know if I've done both. That's a high level of arrogance right there. Let's just say you trampled all over the pledge, lady. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know pledge from you. <laughs> you trampled all over the pledge. <laughs> oh. and, and a little packet of hot sauce in the cup <laughs> container so she can swap that out, too. How sweet is the burrito in the cup, though? Burrito in the cup's brilliant. It's a life changer. For those of you that like to catch a burrito but feel like the sauce is too thin... Just get a cup, order a water cup or a medium cup, pour your sauce packets down to the bottom of the cup, get your burrito out of the package, put it in the cup, and use the cup, bring it right up to the chin, pull the burrito out, pop the bite in the mouth, put it back in the cup, and you got your sauce, your burrito in the cup. It's very efficient. Are you a red sauce or a green sauce? Green. Yeah, me too. All green. Yeah. The tomatillo sauces and that those definitely are the best for the burrito you got big uh, cooking plans over the weekend i actually have pretty big cooking plans tonight oh really well scotty has big cooking plans he's cooking some big old costco ribeyes up good for tonight. him so good for him we got the ribeyes on the grill tonight uh i have uh when's the last time you had a really good steak good ribeye or oh good it's been cut? it's it's been a minute Steaks got really expensive. I was going to say, it's because you can't afford it now. Yeah. I certainly can't afford them, but sure is nice to have friends. I have friends that can't afford them. <laughs> well, even if you could afford them, I'm sure you wouldn't afford them. Oh, yeah, that's probably accurate. <laughs> yeah, I made to get mad at you for that comment. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, did, I, did I bring this up on Monday? That I made the best Philly cheese steak sandwich I've ever had. You have not brought it up on air. You did, but, but we saw the pictures. You sent pictures. I love, like, look, I love my smoker. I love I, I love all that. But I have caught the griddle, the flat top craze right now. Uh-huh. And I, it, it's so much quicker. It's easy. And I had a bunch of uh, steaks that were cut up, some sirloins that were cut up at uh, Costco, cut up real thin. And I used that. It wasn't ribeye, but it was pretty doggone close in terms of quality. I had some uh, some of that homemade American cheese that I make. Um Peppers, onions. Oh, jeez. Beautiful roll, and it was as good of a sandwich as I've ever had. What roll? It looked like you toasted your roll. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's like you did butter on, and, and toast. So I toast roll. the roll. I, you know, I cut it open, put it right down on the flat top, let it get a good toast on it. Then I put my cheese on top of the meat, put the veggies on top of the cheese so that it starts to cook. And then when it's about done, I take that roll. And then I put put it flat down on top of the all the meat and the cheese and the peppers and let it steam there for a little bit. Then take the uh, spatula, flip it over, and there you go. A uh, couple pro tips because if you don't do if if you're at home doing a Philly steak, if you don't do a couple things right, it can be a little bit dry on you. Yeah. Couple things: don't overcook your vegetables nope. because the vegetables release the moisture into the meat on the sandwich. So your peppers and your onions just 
plump them up. Let oh, them hit the grill and, and just mushrooms too. them up. And, Did a big lot of mushrooms. Yeah, I saw the mushrooms kind of spilling out of it. And then the other thing is make sure you get the proper amount of provolone or cheese whiz. Uh, Lloyd and I had a Philly sub when we were at the All-Star game. And we did the cheese whiz Philly stub, and that cheese whiz gets down through the meat, and that can help moisten it up. If you're struggling with moisture, don't be afraid to put a little layer of mayo on your toasted bun. Yep. Don't shy away from it. Don't feel like, oh, well, this is not proper Philly way. Forget how they do it in You can Philly. do it any way you want. Do it how you want it. If you want to do a little spicy mayo, do a little spicy mayo. That'd be good, actually. Ooh. Yeah, a little I spicy even, mayo. I didn't even think about that. A little spicy mayo. Mm. <clears throat> So good, man. You just bit your lip um, again, didn't you? It's, it, I did. It's, it's, not, it's not just for sushi. And then when I'm, because you know I deal with the throat strictures, so I choke on food a lot. Yeah, I know. You choke on meat. So when I'm filling, when I'm filling the whole Philly sub and I just got to get it in me, yeah. I'll cook up a big old pot of au jus, and I will dip my Philly in au jus. And I'll not soften au jus. The au jus. Not au jus. I will not dip it in Ajay. I dip it in Aju. <laughs> it is good. Hey, any way you want to enjoy a good steak sandwich, all good. And I got it. But here's the thing: Those I got are good too. You did a provolone American man. Yeah. So I did a. Uh, so it, I've talked about this a lot. So like, there's a lot of people out there that talk about burgers. They're like, I don't like American cheese. It's gross, and who knows what's in it? And the little plastic slices. Okay, I understand it, and you're probably right. That's probably some gunky stuff in there. But here's the key. You take whatever cheese mix you want. And I know I like I like provolone on a Philly. So I took some medium cheddar and I took some provolone, shredded it all up. And um, I took like a stick of butter and let's see what else I throw in there. Oh, this the sodium citrate. You got to have that in there because it kind of keeps it all together. It and liquefies then, it. And then you put some heavy cream and you and you melt it all down. I have an immersion blender. I blend it all up so it's nice and silky smooth. And then I put it in these little circular containers. And then I put it in the fridge for a bu- you know for a day or so. And then you take that thing out, and it's essentially your own Velveeta. But you know what's in it. You know it's actual cheese. Yeah. And the thing is, it will melt beautifully on a burger or a Philly cheese. And it has, you know, if you melt enough, it, it almost has that cheese whiz consistency. But you know what's in it. You know there's not a bunch of weird stuff in it. So yeah. it's awesome. And delicious. Yes. So delicious. It's more creamy. It's more smooth. Yeah. Um, it holds its shape a little bit better. So delicious. Uh, and I've only had it when you've made it. I've never actually made it. That's a step I haven't taken that I've got to take. My favorite thing, though, on a hard top like you've got, big griddle, is fried rice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a little teriyaki. Yeah. So chicken with some fried rice. Some basic fried rice stuff. And, and I, my favorite is to do a ham fried rice. So I like to cube up. If I've got leftover ham, and I, I'll do this every time i got leftover ham, I'll cube it up, and I'll throw it on the griddle with a tablespoon of butter, and I'll just fry up the ham. I do a peas and carrots mix. So I'll throw peas and carrots out on the griddle, and I'll just start frying those peas and carrots alongside of that meat. I'll fry two eggs. I do two green onions, and I do a half of a regular onion. I like a good onion mix in my stir-fry. So I let all that just kind of fry out on the hardtop, and then I combine it all. And then I get six cups of rice, and you can do minute rice. Minute rice actually grabs the flavor just fine. But I do six cups of rice, and you dump the rice right on the griddle with like four tablespoons of butter. And you let the butter kind of melt out. The The rice will flatten out on it. And then you just take... Everything that you'd grilled out, put it in the fried rice, and then I hit it with Yoshida's and um, little soy sauce and soy sauce. Yep, and it is to die for. Yeah, the fried rice is so underrated on the on the hard top. Are you doing hungry like a wolf, Lloyd? <laughs> no more hungry eyes. <laughs> no, I, just, I decided to change it up. I was like, you know what? Our buddy Tony like Brown is going to the Duran Duran concert. He didn't know who Duran Duran No, he has no idea who Duran Duran is. I said, keep your donuts. I want the Duran Duran tickets. Yeah, I, now I've seen the donuts. I want the donuts. I told him he needs to get out to Wendover because I'm telling you, he is lucky right now. He, he is got, a lucky He's got a hot man. streak going right now. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not easy to be the 12 car. No, no. it's not. Hands on Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, sorry, that segment got away from us a little bit. I'm telling you, nothing's better than a homemade Philly cheese. Uh, Well... When 
It's funny you call it kind of a craze because it is a craze. The griddle top is a craze. Yeah. What's going on? And I know a couple of manufacturers are jumping in on the craze to build a griddle, and there's a lot of options out there for griddles. It, it's hard. It's really hard to mess up a, a griddle top. Yeah. Um, you just need a consistent temperature across the griddle. And you need to make sure that you season it, you take care of it. If you take care of it, it'll be there for you forever. Like, that sucker's not going you away. you keep yours outside? Uh, well, I do, but I have a hard top for it, and then also a, a you know, a, a, not cloth, but a, like a canvas top. Okay. So I, if you get moisture in there, you're screwed on that. Then you have to take out the, uh, the sander and really clean out the rust, because those things will rust up on you really easy. So... Uh, but I yes, I'd leave it outside, but it's well covered up. And there is nothing better than doing a breakfast on a griddle. Yep. And just having a blast because everything you do for breakfast can be thrown out on that griddle. Yep. You don't have to stink up your house. Do it all on the griddle. And Oh, me so, me, me so hungry. Me, me so hungry. You know, you could have just said, go to break. That's all you needed to say. You didn't need to start throwing drops out that hurt people. Say, hey, guys. <laughs> what doesn't hurt? That was not hey, bad. Guys. Time for break. How often do you do a breakfast? How often do you pull the covers off that and say, kids, uh, during 930, this- it's going to be a crazy breakfast. <laughs> 930. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about the time they, those old dudes roll out of bed. <laughs> 930? Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, if I do breakfast before 930 at my house, nobody's eating it. Are you, uh, like, I can't imagine how much trouble I would have been in had I slept in to 9.30 growing up. You don't do it. No. No, if you make it to 8.30, you're in trouble. I, I do have two of the kindest parents in the entire world. Same? But I, st- I would stay over at friends' houses that were farmers, yeah. ranchers. That is stupid. <laughs> Even when my best friend's dad didn't have something to do. He'd wake us up at 5 and find something to do. I remember him handing us two five-gallon buckets full of screws of all kinds, all sorts. And he said, I want these two five-gallon buckets sorted out by size, this, that, by by flat, by Phillips. And it's like, we sat there the whole day. I'm like, Robbie, why do I even come to your house? This isn't fun. sucks. Don't you have Contra on the NES? But his mom was an amazing ranch cooker. And she would cook some of the best food. Steaks cut off right out of, fresh off a cow's butt, thrown out on the griddle. <laughs> and that cow's still walking around wondering where half its hip went. <laughs> Just run that cow on by. That's all I need. Hands and Scotty, 1248. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Of course, you hear him on the call for every jazz game, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, our buddy David Locke. Well, I'm just Scott Anderson's a top good defensive player. Sometimes good defensive players are kind of a hoax in this league in that you get a guy who can't shoot and then everyone just decides he's a good defensive player. Juan Toscani Anderson, I think, is actually a good defensive player. You know what you're going to get every time you turn to him, and it, it's good stuff. It, it's toughness, it's defense, it's, you know, energy. The, I'm not, his route to play is a little more difficult, I think, right now. I mean, I think he will feel pretty comfortable, and if he's relying on him, then he's going to get something out of him, but I'm not sure exactly what the, his route to playing time always is. Hear Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Well, a uh, little bit of what you may have missed here, and uh, we got a busy show, very busy show, but last night, the University of Utah men's basketball team ended up losing to number four UCLA, but it was a close one, 78-71, and I was just looking at the line for Mike Saunders, who's a junior right now, and Scotty, he ended up 58% from the field, 25 points last night against UCLA. This guy that averages, you know, four points off the bench, yeah. he went nuts. I wonder what this Utes team would have done against UCLA if they'd have had Raleigh and a couple of their other players 
that are dealing with injury, but they made a game out of it. And um, they were trailing at one point uh, in the second half by 16. Yeah. And they cut it to about three with five minutes left in that game and made it really interesting, but fell just short against UCLA. On the flip side, we were talking about the number eight running Utes women's team, hoping that Alyssa Peely could get back and get her game going again, and she did that last night against Cal, which is just in time to take on, I believe, Stanford's ranked number three right now. And they've got Stanford at the Huntsman Center coming up tomorrow night or tomorrow. I'm just telling you, Utah fans, I know there were eight or 9,000 Utah fans that attended the men's basketball game last night up to Huntsman. But make sure that you get in and attend this, this women's basketball game tomorrow night. Stanford, Utah, big-time matchup. Uh, it was a bummer because um, Stanford was in a game against Colorado. It went into double overtime. If Colorado would have got the win against Stanford, then tomorrow's matchup would have decided the Pac-12 champion. But now I believe Utah gets a piece of the championship if they beat Stanford. I think that Stanford and and Utah will split. If Stanford beats them, then Stanford is the outright champion of the Pac-12. But really happy for those Lady Utes. It's an interesting story about Mike Saunders, who you know started his career at Cincinnati and then transferred to Utah. He was not only was he have limited minutes, and he was a DNP eleven out of the last fifteen games. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, and the three games he did play out of those four was two minutes, two one minute, one minute, and then one with twelve minutes. And then last night, because of the injuries, he goes out plays twenty four minutes and has twenty five points. Goes ten of seventeen from the field. Goes three of six from three. Racks up three rebounds, dishes yeah. out a couple of assists, puts up, what did you say, 25 points? 25 points. And helps keep this team in this game against the number four ranked UCLA Bruins. Wish they would have got the win. Would have been nice to see them get the win. Yeah. Uh, BYU does not play until tomorrow, but that'll be it. That'll be the end of the regular season for BYU as they try to avoid a five-game losing skid to end the season. They've got San Francisco? San Francisco at home, and San Francisco's a pretty good team. They're not a great team, but they're a pretty good team. Uh, Remember, BYU lost to them in San Francisco 82-74, but after that, then it's over, and uh, the Pac-12, or excuse me, the West Coast Conference Tournament begins next week, and we're just two weeks away from the Pac-12 and Mountain West Conference Tournaments kicking off. Do you feel like this BYU season has put pressure, heavy pressure on Mark Pope. 1,000%, yes. And it's not just this season, but it's also looking ahead to the Big 12 next year. Because BYU will come into that turn, or come into the Big 12 with no momentum next year. Depending, you know, maybe they pull a miracle and they get hot and win some games in the conference tournament. I don't know. But right now, there is a lot of soul-searching that has to be done at BYU. All along this, I mean, all year long, and maybe I'm a little upset because all year long I kept thinking, they're going to turn around. And how many times did I say it on the air? Like, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll get it going. And it never happened. And, in fact, uh, to end the year, you know, BYU has lost, let's see, four, seven, eight, nine, nine out of their last 12 or nine out of their last 13 games. You know, they're four and nine, their last 13. Coach Pope's feeling the pressure for sure. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not – and, and you and I don't do this. We're not campaigning no. for anybody to lose their jobs. I'm just saying that there's pressure, pressure to get it fixed. Huh. And I, I look, I think Mark Pope should absolutely, considering what he's done at BYU, be back for next season. I think he's earned that right. But there also has to be a long, hard look at how things are going down there. Yeah. All right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. We are live here at NPS, their industrial location. Um, and Tammy's hanging out with us. Here's the thing. You know what? There's a lot of people out there trying to save money, and times are tough for a lot of people out there. And they're thinking, you know what? I need to get my kids. I need to get some new clothes for the kids, clothes for me. I need to be able to fix a few things around the house, but I don't have the money to do it. You know, you come down here, and there's a great opportunity for you to outfit you and your family here at MPS. We got it all. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, bargain clothing, $3. So, you mentioned the clothing, $3 for an article of clothing is really good. 
in, in our um, facility right now. That's awesome. I'm just looking across. You've got a tire section. I've seen more people walking out with tires. I know. Than I've probably seen anything else. But you guys keep your tire section stocked with tires. We do. We have uh, many sizes uh, to choose from. And uh, we get them on a regular basis. So um, a lot of, you know, uh, customers come in and they look for their um, size and we're at 25% off. So it's a great deal. Scotty and I kind of walked through the industrial location that we're at, which is on the west or sorry, the east side of Empire. When you come down Empire, downtown Salt Lake City. This is the only industrial location out of the NPS stores across the Wasatch Front. But this has, as Scotty and I have looked, it's got workout equipment. It's got every tool that you could imagine, power tools. It's got tires. I was talking about some of their snow toys that they've got, skis, um, snowboards, all kinds of things. It's got fishing poles. I've seen people walking out of here with fishing poles and sporting goods. Tammy, it's got something for everybody out we, here. We have everything. We have hand tools. Um, we even have work gloves. So if you need some work gloves right yeah, now, yeah. we've got work gloves. We have pet supplies. We have e-bikes and e-scooters and kid ride-on toys. We we have a, a bunch of stuff here that's really great. People don't know. Enough people don't know about this. Yeah. And that's why Scotty and I are so passionate about getting the word out. Just come take a look at it. You can find all four locations at npsstore.com. But you got one in Layton. You got one in Orm, but the industrial location is here in Salt Lake City, and right across the street is our grocery store and an attached store that you can get your clothes and shoes and everything else from. Tammy, thank you. Thank you. Yep. 1600 Empire Road here in Salt Lake City. Stop by. This is 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.